Good morning, everyone. It's Lee Henson, president and founder of Agile Day, and it's time for today's edition of the Daily Stand-Up. Without any further ado, let's get started. Today, I wanted to discuss an article that was recently published on Scrum.org. Uh, it's an article that's titled, Minimal Viable Product Considered Harmful. And I thought it was rather interesting. So uh, the author here was Chuck Sushek. And uh, he goes on to say, if you, use, if you use Agile, you've heard of creating an MVP, a uh, minimal viable product. MVP has been thrown around so much and so long that the term and its original power is lost in what it was trying to do. Okay, I, I get it. So I guess the question that we're asking here is, does the MVP add value and is it important? And I think that if you're trying to make something for any end user then you need to figure out how to justify that it's worth making without making every single bell and whistle. So there there has to be a way to come into an interpretation of how do we build just enough to make sure that it's technologically feasible and sound, that it's going to work on our current systems, that it makes sense to the end consumer, and most importantly, that it matches our strategic direction, a direction we're trying to push our products and services you know, it's never easy to know that you've nailed the right product increment. If it was, there'd be a lot fewer products out there. So many companies are turning to the model of let's create a thousand MVPs and try to discover the next iPhone. And I think that that is where MVP has been abused. Uh, the term has even become a total point of contention within businesses realizing you know, or, or trying to identify what does minimum constitute and uh, minimum to developers means something completely different to minimum to product owners or analysts or even a leadership. So, so is there confusion? I would, I would say, sure, you know, there, there's definitely confusion. But does that mean you have to throw away the baby with the bathwater? Because I'm pretty convinced that based on Agile being completely empirical, that you discover as you go, that as you uncover things, you can make small pivots and you can inspect and adapt and adjust, that, you know, MVP is a tried and true method. It's been there all along. You need to have one of those plan, do, inspect, adapt mentalities where you're just planning, doing, inspecting, adapting, moving on. And I think that if we took more time to start with a hypothesis, trying to determine what we're trying to do before we build an incremental product, and inspect the, experiment, inspect the experiment's results to make sure that they're following along with our original hypothesis or adapt or adjust or pivot or do whatever we need to do, then we can yield a valuable increment that will allow us to build the best product. So I think testing the hypothesis is a question because I think too many people don't go backwards and do the things that are critical on the front end of an Agile project. We're missing out on things that come along with design thinking and aligning our personas and creating a clear vision and strategy statement and utilizing an elevator pitch. You know, all these things are so important to make sure, you know, that we understand who our target consumer is and whether or not the product that we're building is going to, you know, uh, serve their needs. So in this uh, article, he proposes replacing MVP or minimal viable product with minimal inspectable increment. I get it. It does clarify scope and intent, but I don't know that it's, you know, do you have your MII done? You know, it just doesn't have that same zing as an MVP. When you say MVP, it, it, it sort of eludes a feeling or an emotion of, you know, most valuable player. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. It's the most valuable piece 
of what you're trying to build. It's the smallest portion. And I think that if you take things and break it down and you understand and come to terms with the with the degree of emphasis or the degree of input that's going into the MVP, it will make more sense to you. And it'll make more sense to the organization as well. And, you know, I, I do appreciate the fact that you say replacing product with increment infers that product development will continue to move on because that's definitely true. Uh, products usually don't cease to exist unless it's a one-time product that you, you know, one and done. Uh, but I think that, you know, even though these changes are very small uh, that you're proposing, I think that we just need to be more deliberate in our attempts to do Agile, that we need to be more focused, more deliberate, that we need to be more engaged, and we need to figure out exactly what that means in our organization. And that means that we have to do the hard work of communication. It means we actually have to talk to each other and make sure we're all on the same page. It means that we have to press forward and and go with ideas and run with things so that we can make sure that we're doing what's best for ourselves and for our communities and make sure that you know what we're building is in line with what we're trying to do strategically that it does make sense from a technology perspective and that the consumer in the end is going to be happy and i think what this all boils down to you know i mean i hate to simplify this entire article chuck but i think it all boils down to are you focused on outcome are you focused on output and i think that so many organizations are focused on output in an effort to save money and to try to whittle things down to whatever you know they can they can build that's going to make the most sense or the most money that they're not focused on outcome and when you stop focusing on outcome that's when you start building things just for the sake of building them and that's when you start to manipulate the definition of what your MVP is so i think overall the overarching thought is one start with a clear vision and strategy two make sure you have high levels of communication three eliminate debt Four, make sure that you're talking to each other and understand how you're going to provide the best outcome for your end consumer. And if you can get to the point where you figured out what that end consumer's needs are, and you can build a small bite-sized nugget of that, and stick with that empirical process, stick with that increment, and you know, build things in such a way that you are doing plan, do, inspect, adapt, repeat. You know, I, I think that that's going to help you in the end get the product or service that you're looking for. I hope you enjoyed this Monday edition of The Daily Stand-Up. We invite you to tune in, as always, to AgileDad.com, where you can learn more about this topic and many others. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.